Good morning, this is Ryan File, and you're listening to First Thing, the Mail Tribune Rosebud Media podcast that touches on the day's top stories most weekdays. Past episodes are available at mailtribune.com slash podcasts. They're also available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher. My colleagues have plenty to listen to also. Sports, local history, economics, the outdoors, etc. Take your pick. Anyway, here are the day's headlines for Tuesday, September 4th, 2018. First up, firefighters from around Oregon descended Monday on the new Hugo Road fire that ignited Sunday night in Josephine County, destroying two homes and 13 outbuildings before fire crews were able to surround it with fire lines. Governor Kate Brown's conflagration declaration allowed the state fire marshal to mobilize firefighters and structural task force equipment from Marion, Lane, Lynn, and Klamath counties, as firefighters worked hard to gain the upper hand on the 199-acre blaze 10 miles northwest of Grants Pass. Several Level 3, GO, evacuations ordered Sunday remained in place in the Hugo Road, Oxy Oak, and Three Pines Roads, as well as the Monterico Hitching Post Roads, according to the Josephine County Sheriff's Department. Apologies if I'm pronouncing any of those wrong. The fire was listed late Monday as 30% contained, but not before it destroyed two houses, 13 outbuildings, two recreational vehicles, and 11 vehicles, according to the Oregon Department of Forestry. Also, fire damaged three other residences, two outbuildings, and a vehicle, according to ODF. Firefighters Monday afternoon were able to get hand-cut and bulldozer lines around the entire fire, and crews were focusing on mopping up the fire's northeast side, according to the Oregon Department of Forestry. Their quick work Monday allowed the state fire marshal to send some of the out-of-area firefighters home in waves beginning Monday evening, according to ODF. Monday night and Tuesday saw many of the 200 firefighters assigned to the blaze to work on mopping up the fire's perimeter, as well as creating 100-foot buffers around roads, homes, and other buildings, ODF said in a news release. Crews are also turning over burning stumps, removing hazard trees, and exposing hidden flames. The fire ignited at about 7.15 p.m. and quickly spread, but local wildland and structural firefighters made substantial progress overnight, with hand and bulldozer lines surrounding about 80% of the fire by morning, according to ODF. The cause of the fire remains under investigation. And last up, Central Point's anticipated makerspace, which will offer room and equipment for students and community members to create, is growing in depth and detail as School District 6 and nonprofit partner DIRT, which stands for Direct Involvement Recreation Teaching, look forward to a September start to construction. Samantha Steele, superintendent of Central Point School District, said people who have shown up to outreach events or given feedback have been, quote, overwhelmingly positive. The industry leaders and community members that we've met with are very excited about the project, she said. The 77,000-square-foot facility that formerly housed Crater Iron, Inc. on a curve of Highway 99 will salute its industrial roots while pointing to the technological potential encapsulated in the space, according to lead architect Chris Brown of Ashland-based architect, design and architecture. It's almost like we're building an invisible bridge to technological and industrial processes in the future, Brown said. As a firm, Architect also incorporates the mindset of embracing digital technology throughout its own processes of designing and planning. Its sketches are multi-dimensional and varied, and the firm also produced a virtual walkthrough video that enables the viewer to tour the facility, illustrated in extraordinary detail. Updated planning materials show that among the facilities included at Crater Works are a commercial kitchen amenable to catering and other professional culinary work, a wood shop, metal shop, 3D shop for creating prototypes, and space to host Central Point's Saturday market. While some plans are becoming clear, others remain undetermined. 
the details of the planned membership model intended to drive revenue and make the makerspace available to the community, for example, are not yet nailed down. And that's it for today. Be sure to check out full versions of these stories at our website, mailtribune.com. And if you want to stay connected to us throughout the day, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. Have a good one.